Hey, what's happening, y'all? Grace and peace to you today. I hope all is well with you. Happy Monday. Hope you guys had a great uh, a great weekend. Um, we had a good weekend uh, together. You know, Tamara and I kind of got over some hurdles. Uh, you know, life throws you curveballs, man. Coming out of town, you know, empty nest syndrome, the whole culture shock thing, but... Um, we're, uh, we're getting in a groove, so uh, pretty exciting. You know, we had received some uh, uh, donations. You know, we reached out to you guys, whatever it was, a month ago. I don't know. We received some donations, so we went ahead and took that money. We bought some banners, uh, some need prayer banners, and uh, we set up in our neighborhood. Uh, we are able to pray for some people, and then uh, we went out Saturday night out into a, a downtown area up in Davidson and, uh, you know, set up an amplifier and sang some worship songs and preached the gospel. We were able to pray for some people out there, went out with like a group of 12 people. You know, it's pretty cool, man. So had had a good weekend. You know, church was good and uh, got to relax a little. So anyway, hope you guys had a good weekend as well. Um, so I, th- I think we're nearing the end of this this segment. You know, we've been talking a lot about uh, the, the times in the valley, right? And getting forged in the valley, you know, it's the hard times, the trials and tribulations. That's, that's when God shapes us, uh, the most, right? He breaks us down. Sometimes it's pride and, uh, selfishness and, you know, envy and, and other things in us that, uh, create blessing blockers in our life. And, and, uh, in the valley, if we allow God to break us, uh, he can break us down and reshape us, uh, into his image, right? So we, we said some dangerous prayers. We talked about break time last week and, and our prayers were like, Lord, break us, you know, break us of anything that doesn't belong. We prayed for breakthrough. Um, and there's just been a lot of growth uh, out of that. You know, when you, when you say those dangerous prayers and, you know, when you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening and, right, being ready to, ready to listen, to hear the whisper of the Lord, right? And, and search me, O oh God, and remove any, any way that's offensive in me, right? Those are all dangerous prayers if you say them uh, with all of your heart, right? And all of your soul and mind and strength with great expectancy of God making those changes. So um, today I want to talk about uh, Burger King Christianity or BK Christianity. And what that means, if y'all are familiar with Burger King, you know, the burger joint, you know, their motto is you can have it your way right? You can, you can have your burger your way. You can have it cooked your way. You can have it with lettuce and tomatoes or without lettuce and tomatoes. You can pick and choose what you want to suit your needs, right? Well, in the Christian faith, you know, when we believe in Jesus and follow Jesus and, and read his word, which is the truth, and Jesus was the truth and Jesus was the word, you cannot pick and choose what you want out of the Bible to suit your needs. Amen. You know, so picking apart the word of God to selfishly suit um, our immediate needs only makes our walk more difficult when we do that. Therefore, we must, uh, you know, unswervingly walk and live the entire gospel in order to be able to accept and endure and grow uh, from the things that are put in our path, right? Not run from them, not ask for ways around them, but actually stand firm and learn from them. You can't have it your way, only God's way. Amen. You know, and I I found in my life that in the face of adversity, we tend to, or I tend to handle things in three ways. You know, um, either you either think you're punished, 
um, which I thought early on before I knew who Jesus truly was, that he's a God of love and mercy. That's not true about God at all. Uh, we sink into self-pity, right, for our choices. That's where the power of a new 24 comes in because the enemy, the devil, is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And uh, he uses division and some of his greatest weapons are offense as well as guilt and shame and regret and all those things which help us sink into self-pity. Or there's the best way uh, to handle things, which is to see the Father's love, to see God for who he truly is and know that he's always working for the good of those who love him, right? I've also found that we tend to want to work hard for a little while, then we want our blessing, right? We want brownie points. Hey, I've been good for a week. What do I get? You know, and, and it doesn't work that way either. You know, what is that? That kind of spits on the cross of Christ and what he did for us. And, you know, we don't deserve anything, yet God gives us everything out of his great love for us. So if we have a clear understanding of the gospel, we'll know that we're to walk through both the good and the bad. You know, sometimes our prayers are answered, sometimes they're not, you know. And when we look at our Old Testament heroes who did not falter when they were put under pressure, you know, that, that encourages us to stand firm in our faith, right? For, you know, a dam, right? A dam is designed and engineered to withstand the pressure put against it. And so are we, right, as Christians. You know, and a dam doesn't collapse because of the pressure put against it, but because of what it was made of, right? If it wasn't engineered right or put together right, that's what causes a dam to fail, not the water pressure, right? So what are we made of? And, and how do we withstand the pressures of life, amen? And one way is to understand we can't have it our way. We gotta, we gotta stand firm in the valleys. We gotta learn from the hard times in our life. We need to apply and give away right? All the things that God has given us and shown us because he loves us, right? So Hebrews 12 talks about that. It says, God disciplines his sons. It says, in your struggle against sin, have you not yet resisted to the point of shedding your own blood? And have you forgotten that the word of encouragement that, that addresses you as sons, right? My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone as he accepts his son. So again, we go through hard times. And again, I, I, would, I would encourage you to view it as God trusts us uh, with the advancement of his kingdom and what he's called us to do. And sometimes circumstances ensue when we step out of the word of God and uh, it seems like discipline uh, could be that the Lord allows things to happen because he trusts us. But we're to en endure these things, right? Verse 7, Hebrews 12, 7, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons and daughters. For what son is not disciplined by his father, right? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons and daughters. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it, hopefully, right? How much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, right? As they were taught by their fathers and so on in a worldly fashion, hopefully in a spiritually fashion, right? But God disciplines us for our own good that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So we're to be trained by these things we go through. We're to learn 
from the things we go through, the hard times, the good times, everything that happens in our life, if we're looking at it through spiritual lenses, you know, we learn and we're trained up. We become stronger. And as we share that with others, we get even stronger, right? Um, it goes on in verse uh, 14. It says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. For without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance right as the oldest son. And afterward, as you know, he wanted to inherit a blessing, but he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought blessing with tears. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken... Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is an all-consuming fire. You know, again, so just this whole thing about living in peace, right, with all men, uh, to be holy, right, strive to be holy. We're holy because God is holy and God lives inside of us. And it says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Therefore, if you do not believe and receive Jesus Christ in your heart, you will not see the Lord or heaven, right? So we're to see to it that we don't miss the grace of God, right? What he did for us, that he died for us, that his grace is what empowers us to live this life. You know, if we don't believe in him and receive him verbally, right, and how we live our life, then we don't receive those things. And again, we have the story of Esau for a single meal. He sold his inheritance. You know, there's things in our life that mean so much to God, right? We've worked so hard for him and his kingdom and the advancement of his kingdom and we build these things up and we throw it away for a single choice right for a single sin for a single whatever for immediate pleasure in this world for temporary satisfaction we throw away our inheritance possibly even our salvation if you want to chew on that as we have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom it doesn't work that way you need to be all in for Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and we're to present ourselves as a fragrant offering to the Lord, right? When we lay our lives down for him, he's a, he's an all consuming fire, right? He's an all consuming fire. Hebrews 11 talks about our heroes of faith, right? Verse one says, now faith being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, this is what the ancients were commended for. Cool verse here, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken from his life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And Hebrews 11 talks about all of our heroes of faith through the Old Testament and so on. And, um, but I love this story about Enoch. You know, that he comm- he was commended for his love of God. He pleased God, which means he, le- he lived a blameless life, you know. Doesn't, doesn't mean he lived, lived a sinless life, because none of us do. Only Jesus did that. But blameless means knowing who we are in Christ, knowing we're a son or daughter of the Most High King, quickly repenting, right? Living in the new 24, daily repenting, turning back to the, to the Lord, and immediately knowing when we're off track, and immediately repenting when we do things of that nature. So Enoch pleased God, and the Lord took him home without death, right? The only other one who that happened to was Elijah when he was taken up into a chariot of fire. So pretty cool story, man, and, and, and not just a story, but a reality of Enoch's life. And may we reflect 
him well, right? Our ultimate life reflection is to be like Jesus, but we do have heroes of faith who were men just like us and women just like us who stood firm and pleased God, right? And he earnestly rewarded them. And that's not why we do things, but the blessings from from the Lord are the ability to live this life with joy in the midst of all this chaos and lies and fear and anxiety. We don't have to have all that. We have the blessing of God's presence in our life, which gives us supernatural grace and peace and power and wisdom and discernment and joy and, and all of the benefits of the kingdom. Hebrews 12 Again, verse one says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders in the sin that so easily entangles us, right? That makes us want to try and pick and choose what we get out of the Bible, right? And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, for who the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. So again, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. We're surrounded by all our, our heroes of faith, all those that have gone before us. And the greatest hero is Jesus Christ, who now lives on, right? Because he rose from the grave and he now sits next to his father and he lives in us through the Holy Spirit, right? So throw off everything that hinders. Get, get away from this Burger King Christianity, picking and choosing what you want from the Lord. Rather, surrender your entire life to the Lord and be obedient to his word. You know, and a byproduct of that is amazing blessing in our life. You don't have to seek it and pick it and choose it. It just happens. It just happens. When you get to know the Lord, when you go deeper and deeper with him, not longer in time, but deeper in depth with the Lord, right? And remember what he did for us because none of us has suffered to that degree, you know. And again, I'm not saying we don't suffer and it doesn't suck when people die in our life and people we love go and people we love suffer and go through hard times. You know, it hurts, right? But I don't know anybody who did what Jesus did, not even close. And he did it for the whole world. People who hated him and spit on him and he gave his whole life for us that we might have eternal life with him in heaven. And I'll end on this. So Romans 8, 28, God works in all things for the good of those who love him. We talked about that in the valley. I believe that's where Romans 8, 28 lives is when we go through hard times and trials, if we stand firm, we will see God's goodness and what it is we're trying to be trained by in that situation that we could go and give it away all for God's glory and the advancement of his kingdom. Amen. So steer clear of Burger King Christianity. You can't have it your way, only God's way. So surrender your whole life, your whole heart to the Lord today and be obedient to his word. Listen for his voice and respond immediately with boldness and courage because you are filled with Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you all.